You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. And welcome back to the show. As I mentioned in the opening, very excited for our first ever guest, and he's a perfect topic for our topic du jour today. Brad Blank has been an agent for 40 years in the NFL and sports media, and why is he perfect for today? As I said in the opening, a lot of his clients are ex-NFL players. Brad, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great, Alex. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to connect here. Um, So yeah, you know, let's jump right into it. I think that the biggest media story, not just of the year, but in a long time, is Tom Brady heading to Fox, 375 mil, and, you know, this question has been asked so many times, but I still have not heard a good answer, Brad, so maybe you can help me out here. Guys like Brady and even Aikman, Collinsworth, it's a whole different world, right? 18, 20, 30 million dollars a year now for the top NFL analysts. How are the, why are these guys worth it? Why do TV networks think that these guys are worth paying 20 to 30 million a year to call? an NFL game. Okay. Well, let's start with Tom because, because he might be an exceptional case that doesn't really pertain to the others. What I've read about that deal. And I, I have a relationship with Tom, but I have not talked to him since that Fox deal happened. Uh, but from what I've read about it, uh, there's more to it than meets the eye. Right. And it seems to me, in addition to doing broadcasting, which is a valuable commodity in its own right, but more importantly, He's going to be used by Fox to, to do all sorts of their business. And so if, let's say, Budweiser is their biggest sponsor, and I'm just using that hypothetically. I don't know if that's correct. Right. Um, when they go out and schmooze the Budweiser top brass, Tom will be involved in that. So all of a sudden, his ability to um, get executives uh, you know, excited about advertising with Fox is almost invaluable. For example, you know, his job might be doing the broadcast, of course, but let's just say playing golf with a bunch of car executives, that his ability to do that and to make them feel good about their relationship with Fox is worth so much money that whatever they're paying him is justified by that. Yeah, but oh, go ahead. As for Troy Aikman and the others, Joe Buck and, you know, the, the sort of people I represent who aren't those kind of superstars in the broadcast business. That is a more a better question because I really think Tom justifies the money based on what he's doing off the broadcast. And, and by the way, those guys do that similar stuff as well for the companies that they work for, but they're mostly getting paid for the broadcast itself. I think what ESPN did um, was kind of a reaction to what was going on in the market, and I think Fox signed Tom to that deal a lot because they lost the other two guys. And. I think that it was one of those situations, kind of like what the Cleveland Browns did with Deshaun Watson, and that's not looking so good at the moment. But it's like, oh, my God, let's make a major move. 
we it's not just about winning and losing it's about selling tickets about changing um the the brand and the franchise yeah. and and selling tickets and you know getting us back on track to be a winning organization and we're just going to go for broke and i feel that some of the recent television deals for broadcasters are in a similar light i mean there are many people and i've read articles about it and talked to people that think your ratings for a football game are going to be what they're going to be regardless of who the broadcasters right. are. And I think that's actually a pretty good argument. However, talking to the executives that make these decisions, they're competing with each other, right? and they feel that they want to put on the best quality broadcast. And if you look at the television ratings for the NFL, and let's relegate this to the NFL now because the people we're talking about are all NFL broadcasters, the money's still justified based on the revenues that have the singers single biggest television phenomenon in the history of television if you look at the top 20 rated shows for 2021 all right they're uh, all nfl games i think i think 18 of them are nfl games yeah and and one might be the oscars and one might be the moon landing you know it's like really amazing situations that compel people to watch television and then there's the nfl which dominates all that stuff yeah it's really the last thing that people watch live the nfl right and, and, and by the way, television ratings are sagging. There's so many opportunities and content out there between streaming and the Internet. But the one thing that keeps going up, 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 as if there's no gravity, are the NFL ratings. And COVID put a little dent in it, but that dent has been repaired, and they're going up yeah. again. Um, so yeah. as an agent, I'm not unhappy about that. <laughs> no, it's it's good for you. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that also like parlays into my next question is that, you know, NFL games, like, does the NFL, does Fox really need Tom Brady to get Budweiser on board with advertising during you know their four o'clock window NFL games, which each week are as you know the most watched thing in the country, or, or is it competing with CBS and Fox? Is now like okay, well you got Romo, well how about playing around to golf with Brady? <laughs> now it gives him the leg right. up there. <laughs> I, having spent time doing special events with Tom Brady, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, he's so iconic that. Uh, I think need is a funny word. No, uh, the world would continue without Tom Brady, and so would Fox. However, when you admire somebody and you have an ability to interact with them, that makes you do things in spending your money, and especially your company's money, that you otherwise might not do. Would Budweiser disappear if Tom Brady didn't have a round of golf with the CEO? No, but they might even be more generous in their spending as a result of the fact that fact that tom and the ceo of budweiser start texting each other got it yeah and everyone who doesn't want to text tom brady right so i I just know i you know i've done a few deals with tom and one one was involving the car manufacturer audi yeah and at first you know i was kind of a middleman in that deal uh i i was uh, on the board of a charity that got tom involved in and audi was the biggest sponsor of the charity so the audi executive that i met approached me and said would tom be interested in in doing some stuff with audi and the beginnings of that deal, there was a reluctance on Audi's side to only have, you know, they had a budget to spend a certain amount of money. And there was a negotiation that went on. But when the individual spent time with Tom and started to, I don't Got want to um, cheapen the relationship, but he started to feel like Tom was his friend. And then he started, you know, taking pictures with Tom and Giselle and putting them on his desk. And then he got his, his kids call Tom. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, that that changed the the tenor of the negotiation. The budget opened up. That's just an example, hmm. but I think that's the phenomenon yeah. I'm trying to describe to you, Alex. No, that makes that that makes a lot of sense. He's like he's like the ultimate. You got to remember, it's not his money; it's the corporation's money. So he goes to the people 
that he has to answer to. And this guy was the CEO of Audi of America. Now, Audi was owned by Volkswagen, so he had to go to the Volkswagen people and say, hey, I need more money. But he was a lot more enthusiastic about that once he spent time with Tom. Right. Yeah, and, and you mentioned too, Brad, like LeBron, like that Tom Brady has his own production company as well, and this is not just about him calling you know, 18 NFL games a year. It's about the total package. LeBron said recently that he also, seeing the money that Brady got in this deal with Fox, would be interested in maybe doing some TV. So I'm wondering now if like this is the norm, right? That it's not just signing these megastar athletes to do the games, but it's you know signing the whole brand, right? Like it's signing the TB12 brand if you're Fox or LeBron if he goes into business. Yeah, yeah right. Right. I think that's it. And, and right? Alex, I'd be honest. I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, 60 something years old now. Low 60s. Low. Okay. But, <laughs> emphasis on. But uh, I never heard the word br- emphasis on low. Like, like, let's say 60 and a half. OK, okay? Got it. Got it. not 61. But but uh, I never heard brand as a word that described whatever brand means until I was probably in my 30s. And yet I understand what it is. And it's become a phenomenon now. You're not a person. You're a brand. Right. I'm not. I'm still a person. I'm not a brand. But the people who have marketing uh, and have a, a elitism to them, they turn into a brand, and that brand is the value that's getting paid for. Right. And most of us walking around the street are not brands, but at that elite level, the brand is the thing. Right. And it's about having a reputation and lending that reputation to things that might other not otherwise not be something that you're great at. For example, Tom Brady has a clothing line. What makes Tom an expert in clothing? I mean, he's a stylish guy. Don't misunderstand me. But that's the sort of thing. People decide, hey, it's cool to wear this clothing because it's Tom Brady and the lifestyle he leads, and I want to be like that. And I, I, I have no degrees in marketing, but that I understand. And people are very interested in celebrity lifestyles. doesn't have to be Tom Brady. Look at the Kardashians as an example. And they... Uh, infiltrate their brains. You know, I always say, what's the difference between the best bar of soap and the worst bar of soap? Probably not that much, but we're programmed to buy the one that we think is the best and the sexiest and the coolest. Yes. When I was a kid, my dad owned a candle factory. Um, I don't want to give away any secrets, but in this factory, they had a machine, many machines, but this particular machine that made something called a curve candle. And I just, you know, I was literally a kid and I was just learning about the way the world works. That same candle, two identical things. One was packaged uh, under a brand, a a label. I don't think the word brand was relevant then. We're talking 1970s. But one was sent to Bloomingdale's and that candle would sell in Bloomingdale's for $10. Right. And the other one was sent to Kmart and that same candle would sell for $2.99. And you know, as a kind of um, un, unsophisticated 12-year-old, I said, this is a scam. What's going on here? And my dad explained it's, it's all about marketing. They're, yes, they're two identical candles, but the one that goes – the packaging on, on the one is a little fancier, and it's a more elite brand. I don't think he used the word brand, but, but it, it, it's uh, going to Bloomingdale's, and that's a high retail, high-end retail store. And the other one's going to Walmart, and it's a lower-end retail store, and that's the psychology of people right. deciding what they're going to pay for. Right. So I, I, I don't know. Again, there's no formal education by me of taking marketing, but that was kind of my first lesson in marketing. And now I'm, I'm kind of, um, you know, fast forwarding 30 years. No, I'm sorry, 40, 
45, 50 years and saying this now applies to celebrities and what I call celebrity marketing. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. same reason why they charge what, like 850 for a cup of Bud Light at Fenway? I <laughs> get the same thing for, you know, yeah. five, well, six hours out there. You right. bring your own beer. I thought that would work. But <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. the idea that, you know, you're in a certain time and place with, you know, when I went to, I, I have a place in Miami Beach now that I spend a lot of time. And, but I'm a, a, a lifelong uh, New Englander and Bostonian. And so, you know, in Boston, you go to a bar, you pay whatever you pay for a, a beer, it's whatever it is. It's, 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 it's getting it's a worse, lot, but, getting worse you know, and worse. As you said, eight, $8, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is. I don't drink. But, but I know that when you're in Miami, you go to a club and right. you get to a table and then the bottle of vodka that you can buy for $30 in the liquor store is $1,000. That's right. And you're not really paying for the vodka. You're paying for the atmosphere. And the prestige and the fact that, you know, maybe uh, you'll attract many members of the opposite gender who want to sit in the cool section. But so it's the ambiance. You're paying an outrageous amount of money technically for the drink, but that's not really what you're paying for. And nothing says cool like a thousand dollar bottle of vodka, at least in my view. Right. I can't do it myself. I couldn't even fathom that. (laughs) I can't go to the liquor store and drink it myself in my apartment. But (laughs) they those places do very well. Yes, they certainly do. And they you don't meant- exist in Boston, or if they do, I don't know about uh, it. But, but th- when you get out into the world and you go to certain cosmopolitan places, that bottle service is very yes. normal, and yes. people pay for it. Yes, I would say fair to say the nightlife in Miami Beach uh, definitely uh, a bit different than what we have going on in Boston. Um, At you- least for me, it was a little bit of a culture shock. I'm guessing there are pockets of that in Boston, but I have never been. 